is this is a football podcast, man. Meat, football, good. Man, we talk football. Meat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. Josh Johnson and Ben Watts in the driver's seat with you. We're talking fantasy football. We're talking real life football. Again. Oh, baby. Fantasy's over. Dude, we have a great episode today. I'm not even going to lie to you. I am excited. Well, I'm sort of excited about this. You're sort of excited. You should be like over the moon excited. Um, well, Well, it's kind of the topic. It's a topic that in most conversations doesn't exist. Oh, where you were wrong? Yeah, I'm 99% of the time I'm not wrong. 99% of the time you are right. That is why you are single. Incorrect. <laughs> I have two dogs that say otherwise. Right. And eight yeah. cats and 37 strays. I, I don't have any cats. I don't, I'm not a cat person. 17 farmer mice. Farmer mice? You know. Is this like a short story you're talking to me? I don't know about <laughs> Yeah, Ben, you're the protagonist in a short story about farmer mice. Dude, I would love that. (laughs) Oh, geez. That sounds like a good story. We're off to a great start. (laughs) We are. Uh, We've got a lot. We got a jam packed episode. We got some QA here on the episode. We've also, we're diving into where we were wrong this year. Maybe not. The, the most enjoyable part of the season, but you know what? We gotta we gotta be accountable, right? We gotta talk about why where we were wrong, why we thought what we thought, and and why the process was probably right, but the result was wrong. That's fair. We get did everything in the equation right, but still got the answer wrong. Right. Which is not how math is supposed to work. But fantasy it's football not, but is this not is math. fantasy. Exactly. It's a complete cluster half the time. We also got some news to hop into, but before we do all of that, we had some we had some real football this past weekend. Football that did not involve fantasy. You could you could call it football. You played this week. You played in an NFL game. I did, and it went yeah. about as good as you would have expected it went. I got concussed yeah. at five plays in. Yeah, I. It was hysterical, honestly. <laughs> Like somebody literally texted me that they were like, wow, I didn't realize you played for the 49ers. And I said, why do you think we have a football podcast, guys? Yeah. I mean, geez, insider <laughs> info. I mean, just listen to geez. the fantasy bros. Um, and and my response was, yeah, it, it went about as well as you would have expected. It went considering That's, I don't I play NFL happening. football. It was, you were, were you one of the injury prone guys like when we played in college and stuff like that? Nobody got injured when we played in college. <laughs> like I'm talking, no, I'm talking like just like flag football or any kind of just pickup sports we used to do. Because there's always that one friend that's always injured. Was that you? No, that was we did have that friend though. There was a guy that I think broke his ankle when we played. He always wore like knee sleeves and stuff. He had elbow oh, problem. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about? <laughs> like what is what's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> idiot i think he i remember there was one guy that dove for a flag in flag football and broke his pinky finger and um there were people playing that were fat and were not running they were walking the fantasy or the the flag football yeah you know like the people that like walk route other people you know what i'm talking about they were doing that's the guy who got picked last they were speed speed walking 
because yeah. they were incapable of running. This dude was going hardcore, broke his pinky trying to pull a flag, had to go to the hospital. It was great. Also, let's, also let's broke full his disclosure ankle. here. Yeah, full disclosure, like, I'm not proclaiming by any means that I'm a great athlete or even a good football player. Or even a good athlete. Um, or no, Yeah, a good athlete. <laughs> I, I'm not what you would qualify as an athlete. <laughs> However, the I, I could tough out an injury. The greatest game I played, you you might you might remember this. I played against uh, Landon's team. Um, the game before, I broke my wrist. What? Um, go, going up for it. You don't remember that? No. Yeah, broke my wrist. I never went to the hospital. Hindsight definitely should have. You hurt yourself like that. Please go to the hospital. I'm like, dude, I'm fine. Um, like I went up for a jump ball, and it was like a big dude on me. So like he and I kind of collided. Of course, I went backward, landed on my wrist wrong, and. I think I broke it, fractured it, and, you know, went to Walmart or whatever, got a splint, didn't worry about it. You know, I, the did, next I game, do like, remember I, the splint, now that you mention it. Yeah. Yeah, I played the next game, like, with the splint, and had my best game of my career. I caught, like, three touchdowns, had, like, 200 <laughs> yards, like, best game ever. <sighs> the first the first touchdown, I just wasn't covered. They're like, dude, he's, bro- he's got a broken wrist. Don't worry about it. And I scored like a 70-yard <laughs> touchdown. I love how we're talking about this like it's real life. It's It it was real life. It was not. We played the Pro Bowl, basically. A flag <laughs> football game. Oh, well. That's real life, isn't it? I guess so. Uh, dude, put me in the skills competition. Watch me show out. Okay. Speaking of actual real life. Uh, we had the AFC-NFC Championship games this past weekend. We had one good game and one Josh Johnson game. Yeah, it's... I hate I hate it for San Francisco. I was... It was nice going into this. I didn't really care necessarily who won. I had my preferences. Like, I was pulling for San Francisco since he... Just because I like San Francisco, I like Burrow. But I was okay with either team. I just hate the way it turned out for San Francisco because you didn't get to see them. They were a crippled team. So not trying to take away anything from the Eagles. They're probably the most complete team top to bottom, but just the, it sucked the way it played out. Yeah, it was, you would have liked for Brock Purdy to be healthy, to not tear his UCL or whatever it was for Josh Johnson, not to, you know, break his head. But, you know, the I, I don't think the result was, you know, somehow cheapened by the fact that the Eagles throttled them, which they, I mean, they should have done. Like the 49ers were playing with their hands it behind would their have, backs. The Eagles should have It would have definitely them. been closer. But, um, you know, the Eagles' defense was still smothering. The offense was, you know, they were clicking. I think they, um, do you remember the box score? I know Jalen Hurts didn't throw for a lot of yards, but they did exactly what, you know, they wanted to do and they ran the ball, Yep. you know, down their throat, which is, the Eagles game plan every week and it works. Yeah. Very good at it. Yeah, on the on the flip side, the Chiefs basically outlasted the Bengals. Um and they I have a lot more to say about this game. <laughs> yeah, that this oof. What a game. Honestly. I mean, I, you're hoping with a quarterback matchup like this one that you're just gonna get it was basically what I texted you. It was like um, you just want it to be a one possession game where the the guy who's got the ball last wins the game, and that's exactly what happened. Patrick Mahomes had the ball last, kicked the Not game the when way he should have. There was a lot of ref stuff going on. Yeah, this is it's I guess before because like I'm 
I know, like, I was up, I was, I was really mad at the end of that game. Um, not, first of all, just to, let's just go ahead and talk about how impressive it was for Mahomes. Obviously, he had 300 yards, two touchdowns, was awesome as usual, and doing it on one leg with Juju was out, um, Kadarius Tony got hurt, um, who, somebody else got hurt, didn't they? Uh, there was a third guy. There I was think. there was another. Basically, at the end of the game, his only healthy receivers were Sky Moore and Marquez Valdez Scantling, if I remember. Yeah, right. MVS had a great Justin game. Justin Watson. Thanks. Was it Justin Watson? Was the other guy who was? Uh, was I don't he think sick? he played though. Yeah, he he just yeah he, he, was, he, he was out. So three three receivers out. The team doesn't have an amazing receiving core anyway, and he was clearly hobbled the entire game by the ankle. So props to Patrick Mahomes. Gutsy effort. There was no way he wasn't going to play. Um, yeah, and and he showed out. However, I I think he should have lost that game, if we're being honest. You know, I think you can probably make an argument, but on the flip side, not saying like I was necessarily pulling against Patrick Mahomes. I I you know I love Joe Burrow. You know I love the Bengals, and I'll be the first one to admit the Bengals did not play their best game. Neither did the Chiefs. Neither of these teams looked incredible. It was a really no. good game, but there were a lot of mistakes on both sides um, for each team. And refing issues aside, the Bengals had their had multiple opportunities to win it. Yeah, and they didn't. But that all said, with the refs, it's still they only lost by three. So I've seen a lot of people you know, talking smack about the Bengals, like, they made mistakes, the refs made some really bad calls late against them, and they still lost by three points on the road against Patrick Mahomes, so. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Joe Burrow threw two picks in the second half. They allowed five Very sacks. uncanny there. Yeah, I mean. It, yeah, you talk about you talk about how Mahomes didn't have any receivers. Burrow's entire starting line is out, and some of the backups are out. Like, he's playing out there with third stringers at offensive line, trying to block Chris Jones. Like, he takes two steps in the backfield and sacks Joe Burrow. Like, his, it was it was under fire the whole game. Yeah, he, he it was a struggle from the get-go. The Chiefs' defense really showed up, showed out. The Steve Spagnuolo's game plan was on point. And they really he's, made he's it a big game defensive coordinator. Yeah, they really made it difficult for Joe Burrow to get things going on the offense. Obviously, they did get theirs. I mean, there was that throw to T. Higgins that he just snagged. I think Jamar Chase had himself the double one team. as well. I mean, Jamar Chase is elite, dog. Uh, not a bold statement, but no, not not bold at all. But he was <laughs> he was phenomenal. Uh, and I they, think uh, it was a big deal, bigger deal than people realize because uh, Tyler Boyd went out early in that game. Yeah. And I think that that played a huge role in slowing the Bengals' offense down. Yeah, and Joe Mix, the run game, honestly, as a whole, was ineffective. Joe Mixon did nothing. Um, yeah, in the last episode, uh, I think I came out and you agreed with me that they're going to cut Joe Mixon. I saw nothing to the evidence, contrary to say they have any reason to keep Joe Mixon. Yeah, Samaj P. Ryan outsnapped him. I think he only played 23 snaps. In that game, there was one like in the third quarter or something like that. It was a swing pass to Mixon, and like the defensive end tracked him down and tripped him up. Like it was ridiculous. Mixon, he doesn't look right. He's he's not that good anymore. <laughs> he just, yeah, it, 
he's he's not elite. Let's put it that way. They um, yeah they 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 just did not look sharp in the second half and struggled to kind of put things together when they needed to, and therefore they ended up losing the game. Obviously, the rest played a role. That critical penalty at the end, uh, the roughing the passer or uh, whatever it was, unnecessary roughness, whatever the penalty was, that, oh, didn't, uh, that didn't help. That certainly... Osai hit Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, that certainly... Yeah, I'm not going to argue that one. Like, there were some bad calls. That wasn't a bad call. No. Mahomes was like two or three steps out of bounds. That that was just a stupid decision. Yeah, right there. Like, and I I feel bad for the guy because I feel bad and don't feel bad. Like you, yeah, you you made a mistake, dude. And now you've got to live with it. But also, he's got to live with it for the rest of his life. Like that's that's his legacy now. Is you're the guy who who potentially cost the Cincinnati a, a chance at the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, yeah. So now we have Chiefs. It's we get have brought Eagles. up for a long time. Yeah, we got Chiefs. We got Eagles in the Super Bowl. Still look at Super Bowl. I'm excited about it. It's going to be a really good one. I think this is about as good a Super Bowl as you could hope for. You've got the complete team in the Eagles versus the, uh, I guess, superstar-led Chiefs. It'll be interesting to see how healthy the Chiefs' offense is going into that game. I would imagine Patrick Mahomes will be a little bit more effective even than he was in the AFC Championship in the Super Bowl given the two weeks of rest. But it, it really didn't seem like it mattered all that much that his ankle was struggle-bussing no. in the AFC Championship. Like, he still threw for 300-plus yards. He still had two touchdowns, no picks. He was phenomenal, and he's going to be phenomenal no matter what. It's just a matter of will he be able to do that in the clutch moments when it matters um, uh, will the, or will the Eagles kind of clutch up at the end? I think it'll be a great game. I'm excited. Who do you think wins? I'm not going to lie to you. I think the Chiefs will get it done. You think the Chiefs win? Yeah, I just I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't I don't blame you. I, I he's just he's so good. He is he is special. And he's he keeps proving it. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> He's really good. Um, all right. We've got some we got some news. We got some th- some big news. It's basically the coaching carousel. That's that's what this news is. You've got Sean we finally Payton got names. To the Broncos. The official compensation I saw on Twitter before we started recording. The Broncos are giving up their first round pick this year and a second round pick next year for Sean Payton, and they're getting a third-round pick back from the Saints. That's a lot. Plus, they get to pay Sean Payton. I didn't see his actual contract. I don't know how many years they signed him for or how much money he's getting. I don't think they actually... um, I don't think they disclose, like, average per year salaries for coaches in the NFL. I can't imagine they're underpaying Sean Payton. No, I would would imagine it is a substantial amount of dough. Um, He's being well compensated. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he is. He'll be able to eat out in Denver. Yeah, he'll be he'll be fine. Um, I think this was. I was really hoping he would end up either with the Broncos or that the Chargers would fire uh, their coach 
what what's his name? I've already Brandon Staley. Yeah, I was hoping they Brandon would fire Staley. him and replace him with Sean Payton. Sean Payton, but uh, he ended up with the Broncos, which is I I think that's potentially fun for fantasy because you obviously we were in on the Broncos offense sans Sean Payton this past year, and we were disappointed. But I think now with Sean Payton, so at the what helm, you're saying is we're going to get hurt again. That's exactly what I'm saying. I am ready <laughs> to be hurt again. It's going to happen. I've got a couple shares of Javante Williams. I got a couple shares of Jerry Judy, and no shares of Russell Wilson. <laughs> but I'm ready to be hurt again. I have one. I have one. You've got one. Oh, you poor soul. I picked him up off waivers, so I got him for free. I'm not too worried about it. Okay, you're fine then. Other quarterback in that league is Josh Allen. I think I'm okay. Yeah, well, Russell Wilson will never see the field. Yeah, he's he's not happening. He's not touching your lineup. Uh, So, yeah, Sean Payton to the Broncos. I think, if nothing else, it just... Honestly, total total honesty here. I think it's really a boost for the run game and for Javante Williams more than it is anything else. And then, because of that... It's also going to be a boost for the passing game. But I think the run game will get the most significant immediate boost from Sean Payton showing up. It all it all depends on uh Javante's health at this point. If he if he can get healthy, he's going to absolutely dominate. Yeah. I think if you could uh, like over Sean Payton's tenure with the Saints, if you could just play a team backfield for fantasy football, it was always the Saints. I mean, good lord, they were always so good at running back for fantasy. And uh, you just sort of hope that Obviously that translates. The, the injury is going to play a role, but if Javante can return to more or less what he was, he does have a, a very similar play style to Kamara, kind of. We saw a lot more passing game involvement this year um, before the injury. And, you know, he does he's just play a little bit like Kamara. He's, he's physical. He's got really good contact balance. So I'm not saying that's what he's going to be, but you can see shades of it in his game. Yeah, it'll be exciting. Uh, Frank Reich was hired by the Panthers. This was a controversial one. Really? Yeah. We never actually talked about were, this at all, so I don't even know how you feel about it, but I think it's a great hire. I, I do too. I don't think he was really the problem in uh, Indianapolis. He kind of got the short end of the stick with the quarterback carousel and wasn't I don't I don't think he got it was kind of unfair that they fired him for everything he's had to go through there so I'm I'm very okay with this hire yeah I mean he was he had Sam Ellinger and Matt Ryan as his starting quarterbacks when he was come on now I mean you're just you're just not gonna win that's 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 brutal um the Panthers are interesting because they've got a couple of building blocks on defense obviously you got yeah he's not jumping into a good stable quarterback situation here either well I mean to be honest with you, I would prefer the Panthers roster top to bottom to the Colts roster right now. Oh, no, no, absolutely. And you're going into the NFC in a division that is wide open. Yeah. Yeah, the Buccaneers won the division with a losing record this past year. And there's, you know, all these talks that more and like more or less like Brady's not going to come back to Tampa. Yep. So, I mean, if if that's gone, he Tampa's toast. So, yeah, if if he can find some kind of quarterback They'll, they'll be a playoff team next year. Yeah, because if, if Brady's gone, that means that division has zero franchise quarterbacks. Yeah, there's nothing. There is not a thing there. Um, 
and it, I and am it holding might not on to go ahead. No, I like it. I don't see who's going to get one outside of the I Panthers. I am praying, 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 praying that somehow the Ravens don't franchise Lamar Jackson. And if they don't, Atlanta is a perfect landing spot for him. It's perfect. It's not going to happen. Get that. It is a perfect, like you have the weapons. You've got a good offense, a, an okay offensive coach in Arthur Smith. You've got a great running game already. And I think after, you know, this season ends, we finally have money um, from that albatross of a contract that Matt Ryan had signed. So that's going to free up a ton of cap space. We can afford to pay him in Atlanta. So if Lamar, if you're listening, don't don't sign. Don't do it. Come to Atlanta. Well, uh, on that note, we're ready. He, he's not going to go to Atlanta, but I'm glad you are optimistic because there's less than. I didn't zero say it was going to happen. I'm praying okay. by some miracle it happens. Okay. Well, keep praying. Uh, Kellen Moore was hired by the Chargers to be the new offensive coordinator. This one will be good. Uh, the Cowboys offense the past three years finished top six in yards and scoring. Uh, three of the last four. So I think this is an upgrade, to say the least. You and I have been harping on Joe Lombardi all year long. We hate, hate Joe him. Lombardi. Hate him. We hate him so much. He is basically a We're both heavy we're both heavy Herbert investors investors too. We are. Yeah, so we have dogs in this fight. Joe Lombardi was basically a slightly better version from Matt Canada's offense for the Steelers. So it was bad, is basically what we're saying here. Especially yeah. considering Justin Herbert's your quarterback. You got Keenan Allen, you got Mike Williams. Um it, real bad considering the circumstances they were awful running the football this past year and part of that is due to austin eckler's a pass catching running back uh part of that is due to joe lombardi's play calling it's a whole the whole thing um, and it's finally over hopefully they start to run the ball a little bit more and then open up the passing game a little bit for herbert maybe throw the ball downfield once in a while that would be nice yeah, if i see another curl route i'm gonna flip out <laughs> good gosh another check down in the red zone austin eckler i'm going to lose my mind now as a eckler owner you were loving that oh man i benefited so much from joe lombardi's offense for fantasy because i was an eckler owner and he carried me the championship but this morning i traded away austin eckler so now i'm out on eckler I am in with you in that we can both hate Eckler's guts together, <laughs> and therefore Joe Lombardi leaving is a great joy to both of us. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been saying this for over a year that the Chargers need another weapon, and they hopefully will add a a hammer at running back. So I don't think Eckler's uh you know even if they do Eckler's still going to be fine for fantasy. Obviously, you'll see some regression, but. That's just as a team building standpoint for real life. They need a running game, and I think they'll get it. Yeah, I think so too. That was kind of the impetus for the trade. Was I can't imagine they don't add another running back. And this year's draft at running back is really deep. I mean, there's just so yeah. many players that I mean, are talented. Tank Bigsby. I, I know I mentioned his name a lot just because I I like him a lot. But like I'm I'm guessing he'll be third, fourth round kind of guy. And I think he's he's just great uh, talent wise. So. Imagine you put him in as, you know, 
the downhill running back in that offense, and you still keep Eckler in the red zone on third down. I mean, that's that's a phenomenal combination. Yeah, that's not to mention Tajay Spears, Jack, Zach Charbonnet, uh, yeah. Sean Tucker could be in that range as well. All these guys are guys that I think will carve out a role in the NFL. So, frankly, all they need is just a guy to carve out a role. Like, Isaiah Spiller was non-existent this past year. They need a guy that can just get on the field uh, for them in the running game. And, you know, I think you could see Eckler take a, a, a bit of a step back. But I think the offense as a whole with Kellen Moore as coordinator is going to take a pretty big step forward. Yeah. We hope. Absolutely. It is the Chargers, though. So, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, if he can get what he got at a Dak... I mean, he took he took Dak to his ceiling, and I really do think this this was Dak's ceiling. I I was listening to uh, um, Shannon Sharp talk about Dak, and eventually you got to stop firing the guys around him and look at him as the problem. So obviously, I'm not a big Dak fan. Kellen Moore, I do not think was the issue, so he got a massive upgrade to Justin Herbert. Yeah. Uh, the final coaching hire here is D'Amico Ryans today. We're recording this Tuesday, January 31st. D'Amico Ryans was hired by the Houston Texans. Not, not shocking. Not shocking at all. In fact, I, I read that the Ryans was the Broncos' number one coaching option. And then when yeah, he— Yeah, it was like either early, the, early today or yesterday, they like reached out to him one more time, I heard. And he said, no, I'm, I'm going to the Texans. And then they immediately went and just made the deal for Peyton. Yeah. So apparently it was a six-year deal with Houston, which is, I guess means they're not going to fire him after one year. He played there. Oh, did he really? Yeah, I think he's got, he's got ties to Houston. Okay. Well, that, I mean, I guess that makes sense. But they have fired each of the past three coaches. Is it the past three after one year? Yeah. So... Lovey Smith made it two years, I think, did he? No, he got one year. This was his first year. Yeah. Oh shoot, I thought he was there last year. Well, he was a he was a defensive coordinator for them last year, and then they hired him as a coach. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. So I, I guess technically he did get two years, but and then he won a game. So right, and then they said, "Get him out." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sir, you misunderstood the assignment. It's not winning. <laughs> we want the one hundred and one, not the one hundred and two. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they'll get the chance to probably get their quarterback of the future if they want it, uh, or I guess pass rusher of the future, whatever the heck they're going to do in Houston, D'Amico Ryans will be a part of that. All right, let's hop into where we were wrong this past year. I think we're going to try and do this every year after the fantasy season's over. Just look back on some of the takes that we had um and and sort of analyze why we had the takes that we had prior to the fantasy season and maybe just dissect what went wrong and and maybe this is how if the process was right how you at grow all. as a fantasy player yeah so number one and i think you know there were not many people as bullish on Cortland sutton preseason as i was yeah, I would like to go on record and say this one is more where you were wrong, not me. <laughs> right. You were not quite as high on Cortland Sutton as I was. Though, to be fair, you were very, very high on Jerry Judy. So I was. It, it was a sort of it was a bit of a trade off. But I think where we were wrong here is we were both in on the Denver Broncos offense and we both got burnt 
in different ways. I got burnt the most because Cortland Sutton didn't return near draft value in terms he was of the his full season. Wide receiver forty three. That ain't great. I think Jerry Judy was the wide receiver twenty two. I think I was telling people he was going to be a top ten wide receiver preseason. You think? Uh, yeah. I I specifically you, remember you were. <laughs> I remember having him as my wide receiver nine preseason or like wide receiver 10 or something um that was wrong in fact at one point a couple weeks before the season i had him one spot ahead of aj brown in my wide receiver rankings so oi oi granted aj brown was at 11 and Colton sutton was at 10 so aj brown was closer to the truth sutton was way off so we didn't put that on the list but uh you were way too low on aj brown well both of us were not way too low i mean four or five spots that's 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 acceptable. I expect nothing less than excellence. So. <laughs> you you wake up, you piss excellence. I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> didn't see the Talladega Knights reference coming. Uh, uh, so yeah, the the whole offense as a whole was a massive disappointment for fantasy football. And uh, I'm going to be in on Judy next year. I will too. <laughs> it's going to happen. I am too. I've definitely converted. I'm a Judy truther now. Cortland Sutton is dust. Um, I reserve the right to change my opinion on Cortland Sutton. My opinion is now that he is a, like, he's a decent two in an offense. He's never going to be that dominant alpha wide receiver that we thought yeah. he might be. He's going to be 28 next year. Um, it's just... You hardly ever see guys at this point in their career just become what what you've expected them to. Like you would have, I mean, you've seen flashes. Court Sutton's he's been good. Um, he had that one rear where I think he had a thousand yards. Um, but that was back in 2019. Yeah, just it hadn't happened. Now I don't, it's not going to. Yeah. Another miss for us was that we thought James Robinson would be more of a factor in Jacksonville. And this one we put with a bit of an asterisk because there for a couple weeks it looked like we were right. James Robinson looked like a revelation at the beginning of the season. Then they traded him. He's got like 20, 25 carries a a game. Yeah, he he came out swinging uh, when the season started. Now, not to... Like rag on you. I was higher. I think I was higher on ETN than you were. You were. Um, I. But at the same time, I was with you. As in, I, as you know, for a while, I thought Robinson was was I guess the guy. I. You know, I think my hesitancy with ETN was just that I figured James Robinson would be a factor, and he was. And then they traded him, so it kind of blew up the whole take because. Obviously, if if you would have known that James Robinson was going to get traded, you would adjust that yeah, and ETM would different. have been higher. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the result was what it was. James Robinson was a factor, and ETM was not producing for fantasy the way people thought he was. And then I mean, he was traded, what, what and obviously ETM was great. Um, did he get traded? I think it was like four or five, because, I mean, ETN had yeah. eight and a half points, 8.3 points, 10 points, 3 points, and it wasn't until week four or five, that he really started getting 14, 12, 18, 25, 26, and yeah. 
Yeah. And and the rest was history. And Travis Etienne is obviously now going to be like a second round pick in, in drafts next year. He's a is he a top five dynasty running back to you? Um that's a tough one. So if if I'm gonna go through the guys I would take over him, I would prefer Bijan personally. I would prefer Brees Hall. I would prefer Frankly, I think I'd still rather have Christian McCaffrey. Um, and that, so, he, so I think Travis Etienne and Kenneth Walker are pretty similar for me right now. They're they're sort of on that sim- same tier. Javante is right a step below them. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is above them. So, I mean, he's sort of there, like he's, six, seven. He's behind. Yeah. It's it's I, I talked to a few people and you know they have kind of differing opinions. Most people are kind of agree with you. He's around um, seven or so. There's a just Bijan is super exciting, so most people have him up there. And it's it's you can't put him over Taylor. Um, and then yeah, a lot of people. I think um, I might agree. still prefer like Walker over him. Yeah, I might prefer Saquon over Etn right now, but some of that is TBD with Saquon. A lot of questions contract. with Saquon. Yeah, but I mean he's right there. For sure. Another miss. We said to avoid Tyreek Hill because of concerns about Tua Tagovailoa. Um, well, whoops. <laughs> Tyreek was great. He was a wide receiver two this year. He was at one point on pace to break the season record in receiving yards. He was on pace for like two, 2,100 yards. Let's put it this way. When Tyreek Hill had to a playing quarterback, he was unbelievable. When he had He's the wide receiver one. Yeah. When he had Skylar Thompson playing, he was, you know, average. He was really good. <laughs> he was great. And it was really because of Tua. Tua, when he had Jalen Waddle, when he had Tyreek Hill, was a great quarterback. Obviously he couldn't stay healthy and that sort of threw a wrench in things. Um but we missed on that one. Tyreek Hill definitely was better because of Tua and Tua because of Tyreek and Waddle. Um, and, you know, that Mike McDaniel's offense really showcased what Waddle and Tua or, and uh, Tyreek are capable of doing at the wide receiver position. So, yeah, we, uh, we missed on that one. We were wrong this year. Um, where you have him going next year. Obviously, he has to come up from where we had him, but does he jump up that much? Um, or does he still say around wide receiver five, six, something like that? You know, it kind of depends. I keep hearing rumors. I might put A.J. Brown over him still. I don't I don't know. I probably would put A.J. Brown over him. Um, Tua, Tua played... How many games did he miss? And... and I just read this the other day. Tua terrifies me just because of his health. I just read this a couple days ago that he's still in the concussion protocol, like a month after. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like I saw something that like you know the doctors have said Tua can play football next year. I'm like, there was a chance he wasn't his career was over. Yeah, he struggled mightily with concussions this year, so I'm not sure. I I think. It might be the same tune next year where we're slightly concerned about Tua or slightly concerned about Tyreek because of Tua, but it's not because Tua is not a good player. If you know Tua is going to play, I'm firing up Tyreek Hill, but it's just concerns over Tua's health. And if 
the organization is going to get fully behind Tua as their quarterback. Yeah. So maybe for different reasons I'll have concerns, but it's really not because of lack of talent on either side there. Yeah. Uh, we said Matt Ryan. I don't want to talk about this one. I want to skip this one. <laughs> This <laughs> this was a Ben miss. You were all in on Sutton. I was all in on this one. So the entry I've got here in the show doc, just because I, I, I have to read this out. It's great. We said Matt Ryan was an upgrade over Carson Wentz. He kind of was, but he sucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, and he got benched. Uh, I remember it specifically. Um, there was a point where... I came out and said, I guarantee Michael Pittman will be a top 10 wide receiver this year. Uh, False. Yeah, I was wrong. I Now, that was based because I, I really did think Matt Ryan had one more year, kind of like a Phillip Rivers type year in the tank where he would be great and potentially you know lead the Colts to a wild card. I was dead wrong. And... Michael Pittman suffered as a result. Michael Pittman still, he didn't kill you. He was still the wide receiver 20. Um, I still like him going forward, but I've come back down to earth. Yeah, Matt Matt Ryan struggled this year. He got benched a couple different times. Um, the future might be bright for Michael Pittman, though, because the Colts are picking at four, I think, and there's there's a pretty decent chance they end up taking a quarterback there or even trading up to get one. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of rumors they trade with uh, Chicago up to one, which that would be great. I could see that. Problem is, in a couple of those rumors, I've also seen that Michael Pittman will get traded to Chicago. I'd be okay with that, too. Justin Fields didn't look bad this year. No, but he averaged like 120 yards passing a game, and that ain't going to get it done. Yeah, but I had I you got to think that goes up with... Uh, with Michael Pittman versus, as your one versus Valus Jones as your one. I mean, sure. It could go up, but it could. it's sort of the concerns that people have with the Eagles offense this past year where, like, are they going to throw enough to even support decent wide receiver play? I don't know. We'll see. It pr- I mean, I guess you're probably right. It'd be more, it would be a boost to Justin Fields, not that he needs one right now, at least for fantasy purposes, but... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right. We also said here that Chase Edmonds was the running back to own in Miami. Oops. That was a miss. Uh, turns out it was Jeff Wilson. Slash to be fair, Raheem he was Mostert. not on the team at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Chase Edmonds ended up, did he get cut? Did they did they trade him? Did they cut him? What did they do with Chase Edmonds? I th- you know, I don't remember. Let's let's look up Chase Edmonds. He kind of died midway through the season. He sort of fell off a fell he's off with, the fantasy cliff. He's with Denver. Did was he involved in the trade oh, for Chubb? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's what okay. happened. They traded him to Denver and uh, got Bradley Chubb. So yeah, Chase Edmonds. Kind of busted. They ended up they they grabbed Jeff Wilson and Edmonds was the odd man out in that running back order. Raheem Mostert basically outplayed Chase Edmonds this year. The process was there. I mean, Chase Edmonds signed. I think it was like a was it a fifteen million dollar deal in the offseason or something. Yeah, he he checked a lot of boxes you want to see, but but it uh, just never panned out. 
never turned into fantasy points, which is what we're chasing. That's the whole reason you listen to this show. Yeah. We also said Albert Okuigbenam was going to be the Denver tight end to own. Turns out it was definitely not Albert O. It was Greg Dolchich, which everybody saw coming. Except you and me. Nobody saw that coming. That was the point. <laughs> Literally, to be, nobody. To be fair, you didn't want anybody in this Denver offense. You really didn't. Uh, Dulcich obviously looks like a pretty solid player going forward, but, you know, yeah. It, it, the whole thing, the, the misses here with regard to Denver – it's mostly just because nobody knew that offense was going to be terrible. We all thought it was going to be a really good offense and therefore wanted pieces of it. And when the offense is literally one of the worst in football, you don't want any players involved. Yeah. It's, it happens like that. Yeah. One final miss here we want to highlight. Uh, we said that Derrick Henry was, you know, getting older. That the metrics we, said... We should probably we expect lie. some regression. We were wrong. We were looking at numbers, and numbers do not equate to uh, yetis. And and therefore, Derrick Henry, you, sh- you just fire him up. Don't worry about it. He's going to be 83 years old and still the best running back in football. It's fine. I mean, how many how many years have there been yeti sightings? Uh, every year since 2015. So, I mean, I guess they... You talking about that's that when Derrick Henry was drafted? Yeah. That no, that's just when we discovered the Yeti <laughs> is when we drafted him. The rumors had been going on for decades, so obviously they've they've got a pretty good lifespan. Yeah. So he could be good for a long time. Who knows? He's just different. I think that is that's the nature of Derrick Henry. He is just a unicorn, a freak, and I think until we actually see him decline on the field, till we see that offense decline to where he can't produce in the offense, you just you just don't bet against Derrick Henry. And even though all the numbers say he should be regressing, he still had like 1,500 yards this year. Um, obviously, his was one of the most consistent running backs. Yeah, and the the running back landscape is to a point now where if there are any workhorse running backs, it doesn't even really matter if they're all that efficient. They're going to be great for fantasy football. And Derrick Henry is for sure a bona fide workhorse running back. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of rumors that, you know, they draft his replacement this coming draft. A bunch of talk. I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, it's he's going to be – he and – He's going to be one of the more polarizing names uh, this offseason heading into drafts. Yeah, for sure. All right. Want to hop into some Q&A before we wrap this thing up? Uh, not really. Great. All right. <laughs> we asked the, the we put up a poll on Instagram and got a few questions from you all. I pulled some of the good ones. So let's kick things off here with Zakazara. He asks... Uh, what are our top three running backs and wide receivers for fantasy next season? Uh-oh. I didn't prepare at all for this. <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead with the running backs. I think uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's going to, I would project him to be the RB1 next year. I don't know that that's going to be too crazy. Um, 
I'll be honest, I do think Jonathan Taylor is going to be in there. Um, yeah, I would agree. I th- you know, knowing what we know now about the Chargers offense, you would think Austin Eckler will be involved in that. As it stands right now. Right. And that's just really because we don't know anything um, about that, how that offense will end up sort of sorting itself out. I don't personally think Eckler will finish top three next year, but I think it's going to be some order of Christian McCaffrey, uh, Jonathan Taylor, um, Derek Henry's probably going to be in there. Um, Saquon Barkley, I think, is going to be in that mix. And then there's probably just going to be somebody that we don't know about right now. Somebody we don't project to finish that high is going to sneak in there. Yeah. So, but as it stands right now, assuming no other changes happen in the offseason, McCaffrey, Taylor, Eckler, in that order. I Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Wide receivers are easier for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, they're they're pretty straightforward. Jefferson, Chase, Diggs. Oh, not Jefferson, Chase, Cup. Yeah, that's my three. Yeah, I think you'll have guys like. I think it's I think it's in that order to me. Jefferson one, Chase two, Cup three. Yeah, I think assuming health, that's perfectly fine with me. Um, Diggs will be in there. Uh, Devontae Adams will probably be in there. Tyree Kill is probably going to be in that range. So will AJ Brown. But yeah, I think those are the top three. Yep. Uh, all right. Big Bala asks if Brady retires, how would that affect the Bucks offense next year for fantasy? There is not a single piece I want. Really? Yeah. You know, I, I keep seeing rumors that Mike Evans will get traded. Um, Chris Godwin. If Brady retires, they need to just burn it down, sell everybody, and just rebuild from the from the ground up. Yeah, I think you're going to see uh, Mike Evans will probably get traded. Leonard Fournette will probably get cut or traded. Um, I would be intrigued in Rashad White and Chris Godwin next year, but that might be the end of story. And it sort of depends. Like, if they go get Jimmy Garoppolo, that makes it a lot more intriguing, having a steady quarterback presence there. If they draft a rookie, they're not going to really have a great pick in order to do that. I don't know. Maybe they get like a Hendon Hooker or something, but... I'm not sure. I think it's going to be a lot of question marks, but I think the only guys that I'll have any interest in are Rashad White and Chris Goblin. Potentially yeah. uh, Kate Otten, the tight end, but probably not. Yeah. If it's not Brady, I don't want it. Yeah. I mean, the offense wasn't amazing this year with Brady, so... Yeah, they weren't great. If he leaves, it's it's a gigantic mess, and I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Matt Wessel asks if Kelsey is the 101 next year. Good question. No. But no. Unless it's a tight end premium league. A redraft tight end premium league, then yes, he can be the 101. No. I wouldn't take him at 101 in any format. Unless it's like three points per catch for a tight end or something ridiculous, but no. That's why I said tight end premium. But even then, it, no. I think you're going to want the elite running backs, the elite receivers, Jefferson, Chase. Um, I, think, I think Jefferson is a very strong uh, case this year to – in redraft and I guess one QB dynasty startups, like he should be the one oh one. Not saying he he is, but he has made a strong case for it. Yeah, I'd still think Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, they're gonna be in that mix. Eckler's probably gonna be a really high pick. Um 
But Kelsey, you know, like if if you're in a PPR league, I would probably consider taking Kelsey middle of the first round, like 104, 105. I don't think you'd be crazy to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, no, he's 100% a, a minimum a mid-first round pick. Yeah. Uh, Jay Mayer says, what would it take for you to trade a young wide receiver like Chase Higgins, Garrett Wilson, Devontae Smith in Dynasty? Um. As a heavy chase investor, I've had a lot of people try to get him, and I'm not trading him. <laughs> That's the conclusion I've come to: is you're not getting chase from me. Plain and simple. I think you could probably throw in Justin Jefferson in that same breath. You yeah. know, like it just takes. If you if I have Jefferson, if I'm trading him, I want Chase in return, and if I have Chase, I want Jefferson. Like that's, and that is at some point is that just a lateral move? I don't know. Like. <laughs> I think I mean they're they're both so valuable that like it it doesn't matter. You could you would probably have to add something to Chase to get to Jefferson, but you wouldn't have to add a lot. Um yeah, it's it's a very it's minute. They're in a similar tier. The other guys here, a little bit more interesting. They you can get those. I would probably argue that T Higgins might be a trade high just considering there's a chance they don't re-sign him. Um see and if, I would if I would almost else, argue differently. I'm of the opinion if he goes somewhere else, he's probably not going to be as good as he's been with the Bengals. It's it, you know, it depends. Like if he goes somewhere with a established great quarterback, he has a chance to be the one somewhere else. He's never going to be the one in Cincinnati as long as Jamar Chase is there. It's not going to happen. No, but he's like the wide receiver 13, the wide receiver 14 as the two. If he goes somewhere else and he's the one, like where else is he going to go that he's going to exceed that fantasy finish as the one? I don't know. Um, the reason I say that is I can't think of a place where he could go um, where he could be the one and finish better than what he's been finishing as a Bengal. Yeah, I mean, I could think of, you know, maybe Baltimore traded for him, but I'd still prefer Burroughs 2 to Lamar's 1. Yeah. Um, let me just think off the top of my head. Uh, shoot, there's got to be somewhere like he could he could go somewhere, and I think be uh, what about New York, the Giants? I don't know that he's gonna finish. I'm, I mean, I'm imagining he he'd be he'd be peppered with targets there. Yeah, and I still. Like Joe Bur- being Joe Burrow's two and getting 120 targets or whatever it is, I think is way better than getting 145 Daniel Jones targets, personally. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Some of these guys here, I think if you do like uh, in Dynasty, like a mid first round pick and a late first round pick or a top three pick this year, I think you could trade away or trade for Higgins, Wilson, Devonta Smith, something like that. Yeah, I think I think all three of those guys are worth a minimum of a top five pick. Yeah. Honestly, I think Wilson's probably the cheapest of those guys. Devonta Smith is climbing up a lot for me. Um, Devonta Smith is know, making as, his as, case to be the T. Higgins of the next couple of years. Yeah, as amazing as AJ Brown was, and I'm this is not knocking AJ Brown. This is praising Devonta Smith. Like their numbers were almost identical this year. Um, Smith didn't have as many touchdowns as AJ Brown did. But like the targets, yards, everything were were almost identical. Yeah. Yeah. Devonta Smith is very good at the game of football. 
uh, Garrett Wilson yeah. as well. He is, I think he is trending towards being an elite wide receiver in the league. But yeah, I think a top five pick this year could probably get it done. Or maybe like, you know, let's say the if I were to put together a package, I'd try to do like the 106 and then like a mid to late 24 first next year. That would probably be um, something I would try and do for one of these guys. And then whatever you can try to do for Chase, but it, it won't work. Probably not. I mean, you, you're talking three first-round picks, and and that probably is not getting done. This is – and I and I get it both ways. What you're going to have to pay for Chase is not going to be worth it. Probably, yeah. You're going to have to – if you're rebuilding, you're going to have to sell your future for Chase. But you need more than just him in a rebuild, so you, you just can't do it. Um, Yeah, it's – if you got Chase, he's just hang on to him for his career, I guess. Yep. Final question here from JJ says, best strategies to make trades happen in redraft leagues. Ugh. Weird. Okay. Full transparency here. Neither one of us are big redraft traders. Um, yeah, this is not a good question for me. I did not trade hardly at all in my redraft leagues. I made a couple and it sort of just depends on how the draft went. Like, you know, there were a couple of leagues where if injuries didn't happen, I would not have made a single trade. Um, there was one or two leagues where after a month and a half or so of the season, I looked at the roster and said, okay, a couple of these picks didn't quite pan out how I would like. Uh, I need to make a couple of trades. It, for me, I think when, when you're trying to get trades to happen in a redraft league, at least in my experience, I've been in some leagues where I don't really know the guys I'm playing with in redraft leagues. Typically, the guys I know, I play yeah. with in dynasty leagues. So in redraft leagues, it's always tougher for me to get deals done anyway because I'm not you know, friends necessarily with the people I'm playing with. Um, but typically what I do is I'll just go look at people's teams and I'm trying to address a need for them and also address a need for myself. I don't necessarily look at it like, you know, can I go fleece somebody for Patrick Mahomes? Can I go fleece somebody for fill in the blank? I'm looking at, hey, you know, this guy, he needs a, a wide receiver. I've got a surplus of wide receivers, but I really need a running back. I'm going to go trade him a wide receiver, try and get a running back back. Um, Incremental and, value in uh, redraft. Exactly. Just trying Dynasties to... Dynasties where you're going to see the massive blockbuster trades, but it's just not... You can't do that in a redraft league. Right. Yeah, a couple of the trades I made this year, I'm thinking like, you know, in one league, I needed to upgrade at tight end, uh, but I had a surplus of receivers. So I, t I you know, made a trade where I uh, upgraded tight end, downgraded a wide receiver, obviously gave that guy a, uh, a downgrade at tight end and an upgrade at receiver. So, it, it, you know, you're just trying to address the need. And then just communication, you know, like... Uh, I guess be a decent person and uh, and don't piss your league mates off and you're more likely to get trades done. Yep. I feel like a lot of them too, at least for me, um, are sometimes called shots. So like a guy does down an injury, they say he's going to be out four weeks and how gutsy are you to go and pay a decent price for a potential league winner? That's kind of stuff for me too. Like um, when Taylor was struggling, um, I was going after him. And, you know, say I had a valuable piece, but I think I could make it without a few weeks for him. Um, yeah, I'm going to go get Taylor kind of thing. So, yeah, stuff like that. 
Yeah. Uh, you got anything else for this one? Let's make this an awkwardly long pause. Wonderful. Uh, keep them, keep them, <laughs> let's keep them in suspense. No, I don't have anything. Uh, all right, cool. That'll do it for this episode. Uh, if you enjoyed it, check us out on Instagram at fantasy brothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasy bros underscore. Uh, if you enjoy what we're doing here, you can check us out on Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash fantasy bros. Um, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Going over what we were right. Yes, it'll be a much the more exuberant episode, if you can imagine Uplifting. That. Yeah, it'll be a good one. That'll do it from us. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.